On today's episode of the John Campion Podcast, yeah, remember how like three weeks ago I said I started watching the show Suits? You're welcome, Suits, because now it's the number one streaming show of all time. <laughs> what? Anyway, also, hey, with the actor strike going on, should social media influencers not go to premieres and promote Hollywood events right now in solidarity with the actors? Secret Invasion is now officially the lowest critically rated Marvel series on Disney+, Plus, becoming the first series to get a rotten score also, Donald Glover, it's now been confirmed, is writing the new Star Wars Lando series for Disney+. Plus. That and a few things more. The John Campy Show podcast starts right now. Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the best damn movie-related show on the planet at the John Campy Show. Coming from right here in our quaint little studio, brought to you in part by our friends, at Mint Mobile. I'm, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, streaming, all sorts of good stuff, not just giving you our opinions, but giving you information and context so you guys can form your own well-informed opinions, whether they're the same or completely different from ours. Joining me in here, we got Ray Ora. Hey, hey, hey. Right beside Ray is Jonathan Voiko. Hello. Beside Jonathan is Chris Carr. What's that? And most importantly, <laughs> you guys are here. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Here's how today's show is going to go. We're going to start off by talking about those discussion topics that I listed off. And then the last part of the show, we're going to take questions from our YouTube channel members. If you're listening to this podcast, we have a YouTube channel. We put some short videos up on every day. And over there, we have this wonderful group of supporters known as our channel members. And we ask them every day to send us some topics and questions. And we address those every day. Now, Ray, you got, uh, you got something yeah, for us. Yeah, um, you know... Jonathan tried to Batman us yesterday yeah. by not telling us it was his birthday. That's right. So once again, I want to say happy birthday. Yeah, happy I think happy birthday. John, the producer, Jonathan. One of the best co-workers I've ever had, Jonathan. We have each other's back. His, he's a funny guy. I appreciate him so much. Of course, Ray's um, been unemployed most of his life, but, so it's not saying a lot. Yeah, but we all got in on this, and we got you something. Oh, no. We got you this thing right here. I know you've been wanting it. Wanting something? Yay! Oh, man. Well deserved, buddy. Hang on, I'm not even here. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the Batman. Everything is bad. It lights up. Smoke comes out of it. You better bring it in when uh, you... uh, Get that that. back there. Just build it during the show. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like just building. I'm like, what? Don't I'll just keep it on this four shot and build the show. That'd be great. (laughs) But happy birthday again. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And uh, with the festivities up and running now, let's get things started with this. Uh, I alluded to it earlier. So, like, Anne, my wife Anne, is a bit of a Royals fanatic. She's actually going to London next month. She wants to visit Buckingham Palace. Is she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know this? No, 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 no. I haven't talked to her in, like, 15 years. (laughs) In 15 years? No. (laughs) Got mad. She married this white dude. So, yeah, Anne's going to to, uh, London. Oh, I didn't in, know that. In August, and her and Kaori are going to go. Um, Kaori, I think they're going because Kaori's, you know, our friend Nigel, Kaori's boyfriend, who's with AEW. Yep. Uh, they're, I think they're doing an event in the in England, so they're going to go over. So Anne wants to visit the palace. Anyway, so she was completely enamored when uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got married. So she finally decided a while ago, a number of weeks ago, to dig up suits 
and watch Suits, which is where Meghan Markle was, right? And so I started watching. I really liked it. I started telling you guys on the show, I've been watching this show, Suits. Well, out of nowhere, I mean, I knew I had influence. Yeah. Come on. I didn't know I had this much influence. I mean, you can look around. You can see men all over North America dressing schlubby like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I totally... I mean, that's not exclusive to you, is it? Oh, I'm telling you, I Some am the of you don't. behind that. I am the <laughs> motivating factor behind that. And uh, But apparently now, Suits, a show that got canceled four years ago, <laughs> has just like shattered every record, <laughs> every streaming record, <laughs> and is now the most streamed catalog show in streaming history hmm. um, by a lot. This comes to us from The Hollywood Reporter. Right, Suits sets record for library shows on streaming charts. The Bear is another strong week. Okay, so this is uh, this is what it says here. N- nearly four years after its last new episode aired, Suits is having a moment in the streaming world. The former USA Network series, which is why probably nobody watched it before, uh, USA <laughs> Network series <laughs> set a viewing a set a viewing time record for an acquired series in the week of June twenty sixth to July second. Suits had 3.14 billion minutes of watch time, according to Nielsen, easily surpassing the previous mark of 2.49 billion minutes for Manifest before it became a Netflix original series. Now, if we go down and look at the charts for that week period, look at how much gap there is between the number one and the number two show. Wow. Like, nearly triple the amount of people watch Suits and watch The Witcher. No one's tossing coins to The Witcher. No, no coins are being tossed to The Witcher. You know what's sad about that, though? Is Peacock is still getting at the raw deal? Because Peacock could be like, oh, we're going to get so many new subscriptions. Like, no, they're watching on Netflix because you shared it. Yeah, it should well, have only been on Peacock. I'm sure they still got some, uh, some hey, you know what? Mario Brothers did just fine for them. Yeah. So they're doing all right. So Suits, the number one streaming show in the world at 3.14 billion minutes viewed. The Witcher at number two at 1.3. Uh, I mean, here's an interesting thing. I think if you combine number two, three, four, and five all together, they still don't equal the amount of minutes Viewed by people. Maybe my math's off on that, or it's close. No, anyway. you're right. No, those are still under. You'd have to take Black Mirror to add to that, too. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Witcher the Bear at one point said, Boy, God, that show is so good. Uh, SWAT, Black Mirror, Bluey. Bluey! Yeah! <laughs> Bluey, the number six stream show in the world, 803 million stream minutes, uh, beating out Jack Ryan. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> which is always big on streaming, The Big Bang Theory, and CIS uh, on there as well. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, this, what caused this? How did this come up out of nowhere? Like I had never seen, I just started watching it like three weeks ago. Do you watch it on every TV in your home? What are you doing? Several times over all day, 24 hours. Some people mind crypto. He minds streaming. I mind streaming numbers. Yeah. But look, it's a great show. And I've said, I believe it is like the best show for movie fanatics. Because all these guys do in this show is talk to, I mean, it's a law show. It's a legal procedural. But all they do is talk to each other in movie quotes. Like every show, there's like four or five solid, great movie references uh, in it, which is obviously very, but it's it's a fun show. It's a funny show. Great characters. Um, it's terrific. But the show got canceled four years ago. <laughs> it ran for show. eight seasons. And I never, I mean, I would see a commercial for it every once in a while because, you know, back I would watch some wrestling or something on the USA Network and they would inevitably, they would, they would always advertise this Piper Parabo show 
Um, oh, she, where she was the CIA agent. Yes, that. Yes. And they would always advertise suits. And I never saw Burn it. Notice and Psych. But Burn Notice and was another one. Stalking. I kind of always confused at first because they ran simultaneously for a minute was Billions in Suits. Oh, so oh yeah. Wait. Billions is a good one, too. I have a, I have a feeling that this is going to happen to a lot of shows that were overlooked that were During really good. right? Like, they're going to have, like, with the, with the if they have a place on streaming... People are gonna find it if if people talk about it. Yeah. It could it could take off. Like, Water coolers. Well, back, we've baby. never seen anything. We've never seen it like this. No, 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 like no. no. This there, is, there had to be like some yeah. sort of weird. Just no, everyone I, found it at the same time. Like I was saying before the show, my brother in law was just telling uh, Laura. Yeah, like, he's just watching this new shoot show, Suits, and she said that's so funny because. John on the show always talks about suits, so it's something that's going around. Yeah, I just recently started talking about it. it's a great. Listen, I couldn't be happier for it. It's a great show. It's really, really good. And I don't know, maybe this... Look, you know there are boardrooms right now with meetings being held. By the way, one of the best on-screen pairs... I'm not going to call them a couple. One of the best on-screen pairs in in television. I I just love these two together Um, because I'm Donna. Um, (laughs) You know there are meetings going on in boardrooms right now going... Uh, time to dust off the phone book and call all the actors again and say, we need to do a revival movie, like either a movie of the week or a revival limited one season. Se- I don't know, but you know, those calls are being made now. <laughs> they're not being answered right now. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they, they're actually not picking up the phone right now. If those calls are being made, those actors need to be smart and say, oh, 3.14 billion minutes. You can track that. How interesting. So we should all be getting fat checks from you. Got to dust off the old SAG agreements. Exactly. That's the biggest thing for me here is why do you keep showing us that you can track this? Well, Netflix, I mean, to be fair to to Netflix or Peacock, they should say, okay, 3.14 billion minutes, but they didn't make us any money. I mean, they they could, that's what they'll come. I'm not saying they should come back and say that. I'm telling you that's what they would come back and say. Probably. But. It's like this is a flawed system. You know this is a super flawed. You know they're going to be looking at this now. I, I can't recall something like this ever happening. Like, again, with Manifest, the previous record holder, it was a situation where the show got canceled and then saved and brought over to Netflix, and it was gone. But this show was canceled four years ago. Like, that's, that's the thing I just don't get. I, I don't know, Chris. Like, you've seen some of it. What can we possibly attribute this to? Why why is it having this success? USA is the Lazarus of companies. <laughs> I mean, because we saw this with Burn Notice during the pandemic where right. a whole bunch of people discovered Burn Notice, myself included. I feel like a lot of their shows, just because maybe that was a network where things got overlooked, once they did come to streaming, people went, oh, this is amazing. And I can binge it in its entirety. These are shows too that I feel like the binge model works really nicely for. Mm. They have a through line, there's an ongoing story, but then most of these also still have that procedural element. So each episode is self-contained with some other things there. And I think that's what makes all these kind of USA shows very digestible for this kind of format. So that's what I would chalk it up to. And then also, I don't know, maybe people are just jonesing for more Meghan Markle. <laughs> and, and not only that, if I remember USA, you could only get if you had cable. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there, oh, was sure. a, yeah. there was yeah. the lowest tier, which was your local channels. Yep. And then a step up is when you got TNT, USA, and all those, um, the the Chicago network, uh, WGN. You got all those uh, networks. So I, I think it was overlooked. People just didn't see it because people didn't have cable. But I mean, somebody watched it because it lasted eight seasons. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't, but, but you can say that a lot about the CW shows too. Like Supernatural never had a huge amount of people watching it, but it had just enough that it kept going and going and going and going. Still, it's incredible. See, guys, are you watching Suits? You should. If you're, I think if you're a movie fan, you should. I think it's a wonderful show, but why is it having, whatever you think, but please let us know your theories. All right. With that down, let's now move on to the next topic. And this one is going to be a Mint Mobile hotline question of the day. Listen, if you guys have a question for the show and you'd like to see us address it on a podcast or one of our short videos on YouTube, go ahead and call it in anytime 24-7 at our hotline number 951-268-4259. And today's question is about should social media influencers, I guess kind of like us, should they be boycotting Hollywood as well in support of the actor's strike? Check it out. Hey, John, big fan. This is Mario from Los Angeles. I have a question. Now that the SAG strike is in full effect, a lot of social media influencers are going to movie premieres, movie events. Do you think this is right? Or should they form in solidarity with the actors and writers and avoid going to these events? What do you think? All right, Mario, thanks a lot for calling that in. And yeah, I mean, obviously right now, the, the biggest thing in the world of entertainment is the fact that there is a writer strike and an actor strike going out at the same time. Production is shut down everywhere. No more Deadpool 3 images are coming out because ain't no actors on set at the moment. Nobody's on set, as a matter of fact. Everything's been shut down as a result. Now, look, I, I am one of these guys where I agree with the writers and the actors on about 90% of the issues. I, I have some questions about a certain percentage of the issues, what have you. But in general, I think most people agree. Actors, not the A-listers. We're talking about the everyday working actors who make the shows that we watch possible. Actors need to get paid more, right? And like, I, I'm sorry, if you can give some actor $20 million check on a movie, you should be able to pay the, the other actors who are there working every bit as hard and all that kind of stuff. They should be able to get more money. And I think everybody agrees with that. So the question is, right now, we got movie premieres and events happening, stuff like that, but the actors can't go. That's a part of the strike, right? Uh, famously, Oppenheimer was having its premiere the day the actor strike began and the actors in Oppenheimer got up and left the premiere of Oppenheimer. Not because they don't love Christopher Nolan, but because they were on strike. And so they're not going there. So what we've seen now is some events happening where instead of like, which one was it? Where instead of the actors walking the red carpet, they had like characters and oh, co right. costumes. It might've been, I can't remember if it was it a was Disney thing. Dressed up as Disney characters. Did they do that for Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion. Oh, Haunted they, Mansion. They had some of the ride characters, I know for sure, there. And we've seen some social media influencers going to these things, some movie pundits and stuff like that, other social media influencers as well. So the question is, should social media influencers not go to these events, not support these movies and stuff like that, in solidarity with the actors? Should the social media influencers, in other, way, in other words, be boycotting Hollywood, essentially? Everybody's going to have a different opinion on this, and every opinion is going to be nuanced. My would be fairly straightforward and strong. Hell no. Hell no. And I'm going to tell you what else. I've been influenced by Chris Carr on this. Oh. You know what I haven't heard anybody that I know in the Screen Actors Guild say to me? You shouldn't be talking about movies. I haven't had one person I know, and I know many people in SAG. 
Not one of them has ever said to me or said to any other social media influencer, you shouldn't be talking about movies. You shouldn't be going to these events, stuff like that. So, so number one, and I'm only speaking from my own experience. I'm not talking for anybody else's. Number one, I don't have any actors asking me not to go to these things. Not that I go anyway, but not one actor's asked me not to do that, right? So, so that's one of the reasons why I would say no, because they haven't asked me to. The second thing I would say to that is that it's none of my business what's going on between the writers union and, you know, the collective bargaining going on between the AMPTP and the writers, between the AMPTP and the actors, that it's not my thing to get involved with. The third thing I would point out, and I, I don't know where I was, I was just talking up, Chris, I don't know if Chris is going to throw something at me now, but the third <laughs> thing I would point out is this, is that. You know what was still going on when the writers were on strike? Actors were still acting. We were getting set. I mentioned the Deadpool. We were still getting pictures from sets. Actors were still going and making movies. They didn't go, let's stand in solidarity with the I mean, obviously, they were very vocally supportive and, and you know, all that kind of stuff and as they should have been. And some were on the picket line with them. Allison yeah, and would go, and would go on the picket lines. Yeah. Very supportive. But they didn't stop supporting the movies and going to movie sets and making movies. So why should social media influencers stop going to premieres, whatever, just because the actors are now on strike? You know, the directors didn't go, you know what? We're not going to sign a new deal with the MPTP because the writers are on strike. No, the Directors Guild, their number one job, their only job is to look after the, um, the, the well-being, to look after the interests of the directors. And they had a deal on the table that for them worked. So they signed the deal. So do I think social media influencers should be boycotting these events? No, I don't. I think trust the leadership of the unions, trust the leadership of the various trade negotiations going on, let them deal with their issues and get it done. Everything else needs to just keep moving as forward. And Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe one of the things like, I think, I might not be remembering this right. I think on the show once you were even talking about like, when people would ask you, should I cancel my Netflix subscription? You're like, no, we need these num- We need these numbers being accurate so we can use that as our own leverage in the negotiations. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's from a non-SAG actor's person's perspective. Sure. As somebody who is in SAG, how would you respond to the question they just sent in? It is very, very nuanced. First of all, if you are an influencer who is under a SAG contract. Oh, that's a difference. Because that's a whole other oh, issue. Yeah, 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 then sure. obviously you should be doing these boycotts and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, all of us in here have talked about how it was, I don't know what I'm allowed to do on this show. Right. I have no idea what I'm allowed to say and not say. Because I have a pre-existing contract, thankfully I'm allowed to still participate on this. And obviously you guys have been helping me out too of, you going to carry how you feel about that new movie? And I'll just kind of sit here for a minute. So I appreciate y'all. Um, that way I can stand in solidarity too a bit. Um, with influencers though, this is my issue right now. If you do eventually want to become an actor or have one of those influencer contracts, absolutely stand in solidarity. My issue, and one of the things I was talking about with my fellow actors, uh, we're all in different markets. We all have kind of different things. I'm the only one in my friend group who kind of falls into that influencer category mm-hmm. with doing this show was... I feel like I'm really helping by talking about the strike every day right. to about 50,000 of you who ask really great questions. And most of these people aren't in the industry and it's a way for us to generate support. I think it's really important personally. And I do not speak for the union as a whole. Obviously, this is just my personal opinion. I think it's so important right now 
to talk about movies and talk about television because we need to keep saying how important writers are, how mm, important yeah. actors are. And yes, it does help when you stick it in the pocketbook of these companies to let them know you're voting with your dollar. You're not going to support them if they're not treating their actors and everyone fairly. But I think it's really important that if you are seeing movies to just skew it on on that level of this is so good because of these artists. This is so good because of what they've put into this. And I think not talking about that is a huge issue. And that's also focusing on this because I keep seeing actors too doing this on Instagram and shit of, oh, solidarity much when people are dressing up to go see Barbie and posting about it or things like that. Because that's something SAG has said they don't encourage you to do. I think that is far less egregious than how, yes, A24 is adhering to the SAG requirements right now. Where do you think those A24 movies are going to go to eventually? Mm. They're going to be sold to streamers. So make it make sense, SAG. Pick your battles. Figure mm. it out. If you are an influencer and you love movies, just keep talking about why you love movies, the creators behind them. And I like that thought. That's good. So, um, I mean, yeah, listen, I still, I'm holding out a lot of hope. I think... I'm going to go out on a limb. I believe that the actor strike will be done by the end of August. I hope so. Because I, 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 my main thing about this has just been, as opposed to the right, I don't think the writer strike will be done by August. The, I just think the actors have way more leverage over the studios than the writers do. I'm not saying that's fair, but they just really, because again, writers go on strike. Nobody noticed. It's day 88 for the writers. For the writers. We're what, the two weeks actors in? go on strike. Yeah. <laughs> Whole industry shuts down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to move. Now, also going back to the last topic we discussed here too, I, you know the guys over at Netflix are super happy about these numbers. Because bring up my screen again here. A number of these shows of the top stream things in the world is old content. And, you know, Suits, that's a four-year-old show that's done. It's old content. The, like Netflix is like kind of saying, we don't need new content. Well, you kind of do. But... You know, they're going to look at these numbers and stuff like that. Said, but I, I'm I am believing that by the end of August, the actor strike will be done. I, I have nothing to back that up with. Just hopeful optimism. I heard things. I heard things. I heard things. <laughs> All right. I hear whispers. With that down, guys, we're still going to talk about, you know, it's not doing so good on streaming. Secret Invasion. Wow. Actually, a lot of people watched it, but uh, not a lot of people liked it. It's the first rotten thing that they've done. Also, Donald Glover is going to be writing, actually writing the new Lando series. That and a few things more. But before we get to that, we're going to take just a quick second here and thank one of the sponsors of our show here today, my mobile service provider, and they should be yours, Mint Mobile. We want to thank a sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. You guys know that ever since I switched to Mint Mobile, I've been saving almost 70% a month over my old phone plan. For people looking Looking for extra savings this year? Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes the significant savings on to you. All of their plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. 
month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And thank you to our friends at Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show podcast. All right, guys, with that down, let's move on to this. Look, I I, uh, I don't know if you could tell. I wasn't real super subtle about it. <laughs> I thought the finale for Secret Invasion was ass. Like, all sorts of smelly ass. It was awful. Smelly and, and it's it's a real shame <laughs> because up until the finale, I thought the show was okay. I didn't think it was great, but I thought, you know what? It's good. It's it's. I mean, I liked it more certainly than She-Hulk, and I liked it more than Hawkeye, and I, I put it on the same level as a number of the other MCU shows. Obviously, not as good as Ms. Marvel or Wandavision, but and then the finale came and it was just garbage. And we've heard from a lot of people that were not happy with Secret Invasion, which is really a shame because I thought they had a lot of great pieces. I thought it was a great concept for the show. I thought I love the idea of finally having something centered on Nick Fury. A lot that I, there are pieces that I loved, but they were just never able to put it together. And, and then they just totally shat all over it uh, with the finale. Well, apparently I was the only one that thought so. Whereas it's now official. Secret Invasion was the first Marvel Disney Plus show to officially be scored as a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. This comes to us from coming soon to write Secret Invasion <laughs> is now Marvel Cinematic Universe's first rotten show on Rotten Tomatoes with its finale sitting at 13%. The episode titled Home uh, brought the Disney Plus show's averages down to 57%. That gives it a rotten score according to the Rotten Tomatoes. And by the way, that 57% has since gone down even more. It's now down to 56% <laughs> and continue to drop. Now, to put this in context of how the other DC or uh, the other Marvel shows have done on Disney Plus. Uh, we get a look at this. Well, WandaVision had a 91. Still, I believe the best thing that Disney Plus ever, has ever put on is uh, WandaVision. Falcon and the Winter Soldier at 84%, Loki at 92, Hawkeye at 92, Moon Knight at 86, Ms. Marvel at 98, uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law at 77, and of course, Secret Invasion at 66. Now, we did a video, a short video about this on the YouTube channel earlier where I'm sure a bunch of you are looking at these numbers and saying, time out, hold up. How does She-Hulk have a 77? Which I was also say, how, how does Hawkeye have a fucking 92? It's just that good, baby. Now, <laughs> Disney has done something perfectly legitimate, but kind of devious. Mm -hmm. A little sneaky. Little sneaky. A little, little sneaky. Where they would send out the first episode or the first two episodes or something like that out to TV critics in advance before they start airing, right? So they these critics would get the first couple of episodes and if the first couple of episodes were good, well, that's when they wrote their reviews. They wrote their reviews, posted it up on Rotten Tomatoes and there you go. And it didn't matter if the rest of the show was ass because they already put their review up. Now, that's, that's not true across the board. There are some really serious TV critics who will review every individual episode and stuff like that. But a lot of these influencers will write one review, post it to Rotten Tomatoes, and there it is. And She-Hulk Attorney at Law, listen, I'll tell you what, I hate that show. But if you had asked me two episodes in, I would have said, yeah, this is off to a good start. 
I mean, I didn't think episode two was as good as episode one. I thought episode one was quite good. But I still, after two episodes, I would have been somebody that said, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And I would have written my review, posted it on Rotten Tomatoes, and then probably not thought about it again. Now, again, nobody did anything underhanded. Nobody did anything that was shady. This is all above board. It's just kind of an ingenious way to do it. I don't think if you actually now carpeted a brand new survey amongst all critics and said, hey, forget anything else you did before. How do you rate She-Hulk? I don't think you're getting a 77%. Look, that's to say that I don't think Secret Invasion, if we look at these numbers again, I don't think Secret Invasion is the worst show that they've done. Not, not by a long shot. Like, I think it's infinitely superior to She-Hulk. I think it was better than Hawkeye. Might have put it on the same level as Moon Knight. But the thing is, it is now got the big distinction of being the first green, the mm. first rotten. One time. One time. The <laughs> one time low ball champion <laughs> of Secret Invasion at 56. Uh, Chris, you know, what do you think it is about this show that soured on more people watching it than the other shows? And what kind of ne negative implications could we see? I mean, Nick, Nick Fury is popping up next in the Marvels. And now people got this bad taste in their mouth. I mean, I think people still love Nick Fury, but now Nick Fury, Secret Invasion, you got this bad association. I don't know. How do you see this? I feel like this show was just a lot of wasted potential. Mm. <laughs> That's the, like every show on like the DC, yeah, uh, Disney the Plus. Yeah, right now. Um, the acting is so good in the series. It is. It so actually is. Phenomenal. The acting is quite good. You're right. The that scene between um, Samuel Jackson and oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the Gravic actor, Kingsley. Kingsley uh, yes, ben. he's incredible. Ken, you mean Ken? Yeah, <laughs> yes, one of the Kens. He is incredible in this. That moment where he screams, "Look at me!" I yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm gonna rewatch this so many times and try to steal all these little actor moments." This is so good. I think everyone in this was really, really great, but there's so many, they jumped the shark with somebody. They've got a Petrelli problem now. They <laughs> overhulked somebody, you know? I, I mentioned um, that Heroes thing yeah. too. Petrelli had everything. I, the minute I saw them doing it, I was like, what? No, this is going to be a huge problem for you. This is going to be such a problem. I, I feel like there was just so many good things that could have happened and instead they got squandered. Part of it is the runtime. This formula does not work for most shows. Right. This does not work. You can't fully explore things. And if you're going to commit to episodes being this long, you got to make your story far more contained. All right. Treat it like a play. Stay in the same location. Figure it out. Um, and it poses some interesting questions. I just don't know if everyone loves a lot of the questions it poses. Right. The um, roadie situation of it all. The uh, Ross situation of it all. I think a lot of cool ideas are in here. I think the execution just failed, which has been most of the streaming shows lately, honestly. Great ideas, not excellent execution. Uh, a lot of these Marvel shows seem like they're just filling the chart, filling the mm. schedule, well filling said. the schedule. Um, we got this block here. Think of something to put in here. Do it. Have have uh, Disney Plus. Have something on Disney Plus. That's what... That's all I think now, ever since that a viewer wrote in 18 projects in two years. That's so many. And you, yeah. can't be, you can't give care and love to every single one with that sort of deadline, that sort of ask. Not without diluting it. That's so much pressure on somebody. I, 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 I kind of feel for Kevin Feige. Right and now. ever since Obi-Wan, I've really come around, because I didn't agree with this before, but the Obi-Wan situation really won me over onto this, that if you're just going to do a six-episode season, just fucking make a movie. Just make it a movie. But yes. that won't go that won't last weeks though. 
That won't last weeks. No, no, true, get- but but it, make a movie and put it out in theaters. Mm. Like, again, that Obi-Wan situation, That guy, when that guy created that edit that made like a two and a half hour, he took that whole thing and edited it down, moved some things around, tightened it up, and made a two and a half hour Obi-Wan movie. And it was, I'm not going to say it's one of the greatest Star Wars things ever, but it was really quite good. Way better than the series was. And it's like, if you're not going to give us a proper length season and all you're going to do is these, these little six episode bibbly boops, then just commit, take the $200 million you spent on Secret Invasion, instead of spreading that over a six episode, five and a half hour thing, make a two hour and 20 minute movie, cut the fat, more killer, less filler, tighten it up, give it better pace and change that damn ending. Cause at least Peter Petrelli could only use one power at a time. This is very true. I, I, then just give up on it. Give yeah. up on this format. It does not work. I know this isn't going to be very popular because people freaked out when Disney Plus was doing the, like, pay $25 and you can see Ryan the Last Dragon and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, if they made it the price of a cup of coffee <laughs> to pay to watch a feature-length film that's Marvel, I would do that. Yeah. I would absolutely give them, you know, like five to 10 bucks for me and my husband to watch something from the comfort of our own home if they needed to make up that revenue and make it a feature length film. Cause they're spending, if not the same amount of money, definitely more doing these eight episodes, like prolonged movies. Right. So I, I just feel like there's better ways to execute all of this. Put it in yeah. theaters. Put it in theaters. Screw Disney the Plus. Yeah. Put it in theaters, get a real audience for it, build up its reputation and then put it on Disney Plus and watch it explode in popularity. Look yeah. at Encanto. Like Encanto, uh, what was the other, um, animated film and now i'm for uh, actually you know what i'm gonna pull it up right now when you look at the the biggest movies on streaming right now Encanto is still the number six streaming movie in the world moana is the number four streaming movie that's in the mostly world. just logan he does put it on all of that's, our <laughs> i do love oh, Moana. No. avatar oh. the way of water is still the number two one in the world boss i don't know why boss baby is boss there baby is the sh- <laughs> now you know why. I don't. Oh, I was gonna say I've never seen those. I be, but I mean, like you put them in theaters, then put them on screen. You're gonna get a lot more success that way. I, I just listen. I was all for it. Okay, I'm not gonna, you know, be facetious here. I was all for Disney Plus yeah. Marvel shows. Lot, I was all, all for it. But most of us were. I should. Say. And especially when you came out of the gate with Wandavision. Mm-hmm. But it's just proved this model doesn't work. And you're di- like Ray was pointing out, you're diluting the overall brand. And you can tell by the episode numbers. Like ever since WandaVision, it's all just been six episodes. Half hour, less than half hour. Six sometimes. episodes. What, sometimes what's the most episodes we've had? I mean, Secret Invasion. WandaVision had what, was the most episodes, I think. Secret Invasion had eight. No, it was six. Oh, six. Six. Yeah, oh. Secret Invasion. Only, was six. only uh, Daredevil now is coming back with 18. That, yeah, so. they're saying 18. But I, for all we know, it's going to be. 12 minute vignettes. I hope so. That'd be great. So I don't know. All right. With that down, guys, let's move on to this last thing here, shall we? Donald Glover. Uh, We talked about a week and a half ago about the possibility that Lando could still be in development. You remember that? Mm -hmm. That one of the original creators of Solo, a Star Wars story, was interviewing and said, look, as far as I know, it's still happening. Like nothing's happened on it, but I have not heard that they've taken it off the production list. So, and we all speculated about, well, could they actually still do this Lando thing? Because Donald Glover, I thought was great as Lando Calrissian. 
You know, and again, he got the personal blessing of Billy D. Williams himself to do it, yeah, all baby. this kind of stuff. Now, I said three things at the time. I said, one, I don't think they should do a Lando series because Solo was a bust. Two, I don't think they will do a Lando series, again, because Solo was a bust. But three, if they did do it, because I like Solo and I like Donald Glover as Lando, I would be interested. So I don't think they should do it. I don't think they will do it, but I'd be interested if they did. Well, we might have to reevaluate that because now, according to reports, uh, I think IndieWire might have been the first one to put this out. They have confirmed that they are still moving forward with the Lando series and Donald Glover himself, a three-time Emmy-nominated writer, mm -hmm. two-time Emmy winner, nine-time overall Emmy nominations for himself, is going to write the series with his brother. This is what you would call a game changer. This is a total game changer piece of information to me. Because if you're going to get Donald Glover, who is an excellent writer, writing the series himself, that he's clearly got a lot of reverence for and a lot of passion for, then let's revisit those three questions. Do I think they should do it? I'll still say no, because Solo was a bust. But the question about whether I think they will do it, that changes now. I, I think if you got him signed up to do it, I mean, who knows? If Mr. and Mrs. Smith that he's working on right now turns out to be a bust, maybe they walk this back. But you got Donald Glover starring in it, writing it, all that kind of stuff, Emmy-nominated guy. I think they will do it now. I've, I've totally changed my tune on it. I no longer don't believe they'll do it. I think they are going to do it. When and how? Well, let's get the strikes behind us first before we really start asking that question. And then the third question is, would I still be interested even more so? I would be even more interested now in him doing it. And so that's where I'm at. Chris, you hear about this. Apparently, Don Glover and his brother signed on to write the Lando series. Obviously, they're not doing any writing right now, yeah. but they've signed on to do it once the strike ends. What do you think this means for the chances of the series? How does this make you look at the series differently, if at all? What do you think? I was excited about the idea of this because I do very much enjoy his version of Lando. I thought that was perfect casting and everything. And he's a tremendous writer. Mm -hmm. His work on Atlanta, his work on 30 Rock. Oh my gosh, the stuff that he'd write for Community. He is fantastic. And he obviously has a really strong grasp on Lando and how he likes to play him as well. So if he's going to be stepping into the cape again, I think it makes sense for him to be the one penning it. That all being said... Nothing can happen until yeah. people come to the table. So, Disney, I feel like this is a big incentive moment for you. You want Childish Gambino, baby? Dollar, dollar bills, let's go. Let's make some agreements. Let's at least talk. It's so easy. Just talk. Just talk, baby. Talk, yeah, baby. We all the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, that optimism I have about the actor strike, where I, I believe it'll be done by the end of August. I got nothing to back that up with, but that's my optimism. I I don't know if this writer's strike will be done before the new year. Oh God, but John, have you been to an improv show? An improv 101 show here? <laughs> no, I have So not. many of us actors are useless without words. Yeah. You give us just like, oh, hey, say whatever you want. We're like, oh, what? We you need know, them. The last improv show I went to was John Ralphio actor. Uh, ben Schwartz and Friends. I went to Ben Schwartz's thing at, I think it was UBC or- uh, Largo? I, I It was either UBC's- the, or what's the other one? There's the United Citizens Brigade. What's the other big one? There's Groundlings. There's Groundlings. The, it might've okay. been at the Groundlings place where mm -hmm. they put on a big improv show. That's the last time I went to His is improv. amazing. His is not He's a great really example good. of how a lot of improv can be, but he shows you that improv can be good and fun. He does mm -hmm. long form. Yeah, but most people don't do it as well as he no. does.
So I don't know. I Listen, I, I can't wait to see this. You know, here's the other interesting thing. During the writer strike, writers can't sign deals. So that means this must have been like established and negotiated months ago. Uh, and we're only now getting confirmation. I love that. This picture. is Lando at the improv. <laughs> That's <laughs> they just improv the whole thing yeah. like this. Yeah, I'm so yeah. down for it. <laughs> what's what's the guy's what's the actor's name from Saturday Night Live? Keenan. 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 Like have him do Saw Guerrera, improv the whole thing. I'm completely down for it. All right, guys. With all that down, we're going to move over now and start taking the topics and questions sent to us by our YouTube channel members. But before we do, we're going to take another second and thank another sponsor of today's episode of the John Campus Show podcast, our friends at Rocket Money. We want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And for me, Rocket Money has been a godsend. I've told you the story before about how I found out that I was still paying a gym membership from when I was still living in Burbank, California, two years ago. And just recently, I had completely forgotten that I was subscribed to multiple music services with different apps. Rocket Money identified the ones I wasn't using and helped me cancel my subscriptions super easy. And I'm not alone. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've completely forgotten about. And chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app you use just to watch one show or that free gaming trial that you never got around to canceling. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any that you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses. So you can easily track your budget in real time and also so get alerted if anything looks off. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash campia. That's rocketmoney.com slash campia. Rocketmoney.com slash campia. And thank you to our friends at Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show podcast. All right, with that down, guys, let's get over to our channel supporters Chris, what do we got up here first? From Red One Real Talk, I've been wondering what happened to Mark Webb since Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it looks like he's finally coming back with the live-action Snow White. And Greta Gerwig is one of the writers? I'm a fan of Disney live-action adaptations, but with Rachel Zegler, Rachel Zegler at the, as the lead, I'm fairly intrigued by this project. I did not realize he was the one directing that. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. He's been gone for a little bit. You know what? It's, it is such a shame what happened to him, because, first of all, 500 Days of Summer is... I rewatched it last year. It's so good. And it's all, I mean, the performances are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all the direction. Like the, just, it's such, such a good movie. The first Amazing Spider-Man, I don't care what anybody says. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, that movie's good. I love that first Amazing Spider-Man. The second one, okay, bad day yeah. at the office. Ooh, that was bad. Yeah, bad day at the office. That's fine. But it completely derailed his career, it feels like. I don't know if maybe there was some other stuff going on behind the scenes that maybe it wasn't, as bad, but I mean, I would love to see Mark Webb get back in there. And I honestly did not know he was then directing the Snow White movie. So color me super interested. I don't know. Did you know about this, Chris? I did not know about I, it at all. I didn't realize that myself That's either. Very exciting. All right. What's next? From the Everything Entertainment, I've noticed a heavy increase in people taking pictures and videos in the theaters and posting them to YouTube and TikTok. I always thought the studios did a better job at getting those taken down. Are people just getting away with it, or is it just too prevalent now to get taken down fast enough? I I mean, I've always seen people before the show starts, whatever, take <laughs> pictures of... But I, 
I honestly very, very, very rarely see anybody take out their phone and try to take a picture once a movie started. I mean, there's an ad that plays before the movie starts in the AMC where they're like hashtag AMC or something like that, and they're showing examples. Oh of yeah, they encourage pictures. people to take pictures of yourselves in the theater mm -hmm. and post it with yeah. the, and ha and and uh, what do they call it? Tag AMC theaters, yeah, and they'll put up your thing too. Yeah. So that's fine, but I've I've not noticed myself personally people taking pictures. And look, I. During the movie? I think oh, he means like of the screen. Yeah, oh. if you're taking pictures of the screen while the movie's going on, look, snitches get stitches, but in the movie theaters, I don't believe that rule applies. You tell the theater, get them get their asses thrown out, because you're also distracting the audience and taking away from people's experience when you do that bullshit. So uh yeah, I think they should be thrown out, be banned from theaters, and not be allowed to to do anything again. But uh, that's just me. But I, I honestly don't see it happen very often. Very, very rarely do I see it happen. All right, what's next? From Aaron, is it har uh, much harder to find topics for the show since the strike's been on? It has been a little bit more challenging because there's a, a good number. For instance, no new projects aren't getting announced. And without new projects, you're not hearing new signings happening. So-and-so yeah. cast, like, we're not going to hear about who's playing. Like, I believe they've already cast the Fantastic Four, but we're not going to hear about it until the actor strike's over. Uh, I, and so, yeah, but now fortunately... There's still a lot of other stuff, but I think the longer, particularly the actors' mm -hmm. strike, the longer the actors' strike goes on, it could become more challenging for us because, again, nothing is in production. Contracts can't be signed. Like, it's, it could get a little bit challenging. Like, if my optimistic appraisal of the situation doesn't come to pass and this thing end by, like, the end of August, it could, it could get pretty slim. You could see me and Ray talking about UFOs and Filipino. Uh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even thinking about stuff. that. I mean, we should be talking that about that. That means the UFOs. No, no more double meat on my Chipotle burrito, only single meat. Oh, no. Oh, sad Ray meme. Ray. Dude, that sad was, Ray oh, thing. That performance. That was That's great. A well done. Well done. Wow. All right. Turtle power, baby. <laughs> What's from, next? From Woodcut Art. Have you seen Helen Mirren's Golda trailer? The film on former Israeli Prime Minister Goldemir during the Yom Kippur War in the 70s? I have not. Logan probably has. Logan must Logan have. probably has it, and he's going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so interested in the 1970s right now. I know, Look, he's probably researching right now. He's in the library. Anything with Helen Mirren, I, I will be, I mean, not not like Logan, but yeah. I, anything with Helen Mirren, I <laughs> no will be like very, very interested. I even just love hearing her voice as the narrator in Barbie. Mm. I, I mean, I, I just She's like- She's wonderful. Oh, and you know, one of the reasons why, listen, I- Shazam 2, one of the biggest flops in, in comic book movie history. Yes, but I don't care. I still thought the movie was good. I don't care what anybody else says. And I thought Helen Mirren was delightful in it. She was. Really? Yeah. I liked her. All right, what's next? From Brazilian Dude. Will Barbie pass Super Mario in the box office? No. More and more, it's looking like this year's Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Top Gun Maverick didn't make as much as Mario Brothers either. Yes. So, no, I, I don't think. Now, again, let's see what happens after this weekend. Because some people are projecting that Barbie is going to make, like, only take a 50% drop. If that happens, I'm going to need to reevaluate my position. So we'll see. For now, I'm still going to stick with no, it will not catch Mario Brothers. But I, I don't Vote. Is it? Start with Chris. Is Barbie going to catch Mario Brothers at 1.3 some odd billion dollars? Yes. Yes. Okay, Jonathan? No. I Ray? think it's close, but no. Yes. 
Okay, we're splitting here. All right. I mean, I still don't think it'll crack a billion, but I'm almost sure that after oh. this weekend, I'm going to have to change my mind I on think that. on the year, be, Mario? You yeah, we'll yeah. be Mario, 1.3 billion. No, it'll just tie it. That's my vote. It'll tie it. Uh, you're not even taking That's position. That's very, very difficult. <laughs> I think it's a, a, a very high mathematical improbability <laughs> that it will tie. I think it's going to make a billion, though. That's one thing I can okay. say for sure. I think it at least gets to the number three spot, but I don't know about 1.3. Yeah. Mm. All right, what's next? From Brian Meadows, has Harloff tried to bring you in on the UAP UFO craze yet? If so, what's your take on things? Oh. Why, is he talking about UFOs? Is he talking about UFOs? I think so. Oh, oh my God. God. I just made a joke about we're going to have to talk about UFOs. Now, all of a sudden, people, if Chris if Chris is talking about UFOs, people are going to go, Campy was slamming Chris. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I had no idea. I, I've seen clips of the, the hearings. Well, it's because yeah, it's the whole whistleblower thing. But they have these, Crazy. But they, I don't give a I've, shit. I, I've watched it, and it's like, the guy's like, yeah, they got things. I've seen them. <laughs> and, they're, they're, and, they're, and they're like, okay, can you give us proof? Not here. No, back. I am loving like UFO TikTok right now, though, of just, oh my gosh, and there's aliens. I can't pay for my rent or groceries. Yeah. I don't care. The middle class is dying. I don't give a shit about aliens. Yeah. And the other guy was just like, sugar water. The, 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 the conspiracy water. theorists will say, yeah, they're just floating all this UFO stuff to distract you from the fact that the middle class is disappearing. Yeah. I, I, all of it. No, look, honestly, I don't I don't give two squirts of piss about UFO talk. I really the truth don't. is out there. It's out there. I want to believe. Ooh, I pace. All right, what's next? I need some water. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> I just found an app called Runpee. Oh, it yeah. Let's you find a movie and it tells you when the oh, best yeah, yeah, times yeah. to use the bathroom are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long you have, whether you should use the break if it's an emergency, has a timer function, and summarizes what you missed. Runpee has been around since I was at AMC. Mm -hmm. It's been around for a good six, seven, eight years. It is a god like a, a lifesaver for a lot of people, godsend for many people who like like Aaron Cummings is a has a very questionable Active. bladder control. Yeah. Questionable bladder control. Um and Run P is a great, great, great little service to have. Man, it's great. Between that and does the dog die, I'm set. Does I'm gonna know when to die. pee, what happens in a movie if someone's eyes get gouged out. Perfect. All right, what's next? <laughs> Barnes Gannon. John, will you be checking out the horror film Talk to Me? It opens this weekend and has a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with 150 plus reviews. Uh, no, I will not. Which one is this again? It's the one with the hand and you grab the hand and then you talk to your dead relatives. And I don't oh. like it. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds neat. Um, no, I will not. Um, mostly because uh, and exclusively because my weekend is packed. With what? Um, Talking to dead relatives. Well... Uh, Ann and I have uh, have date morning tomorrow. Oh, that's so cute. We're, we're going to do some couple stuff d during the day. And then we're going to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. At two, better not be Yay. late. Two o'clock. We are now 25 and a half hours oh, away boy. from watching Teenage in. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. We're watching that. In. And then after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we've got Ray Ora's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's at our house. And then after Ray Orr's birthday party, fucking UFC, Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. Ooh. It's a great card, top to finish. Yeah, so that's booked up. And then Sunday, and I got a bunch of stuff planned. So, no, I will not be seeing Talk to Me this weekend. All right, what's next? next? All right. From It's Debat, 
checked out Talk to Me yesterday. Oh, hey. I had my doubts, but it was surprisingly great. Mm. I might like it more than Smile. Oh, then I definitely don't want yeah, to see it. Yeah, but is Annie Lennox's Talk to Me in the movie? Like, <gasps> that would be wonderful. Me. Everyone who this movie's <laughs> aimed at to would be like, what is this song? Like, every time I hold this damn hand, I hear Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, um, yeah, listen, if it's got a 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, that sounds great. I might have to, I'll, I'll definitely try to check it out at some point. But again, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going to be reviewing it because you know me. If I don't see a movie the weekend it comes out, then I don't review it. Uh, and I just won't have a chance to see it this weekend. Then see it today, baby. Oh, I can't. I'm also like, okay. once we're done, I'm, I'm right. my, the rest of my day is booked too. All right, what's next? From Zayos. <clears throat> hey, crew. Ray, I never saw the trailer for TMNT until I saw it before Barbie. Paul Rudd's character looked very entertaining and fun, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. Humans got to go. Humans got to go. <laughs> I, I got to admit, I got to admit. <laughs> It's been winning me over. Man, you are going to come out of that theater full of turtle power. I really doubt that. All the cowabunga is going to move you spiritually. I, I actually heard some of the descriptions from the reviews and stuff. I, I'm i not sure if it's going to hit John, but I'm glad he's we'll going to be there. He's we'll glad see. He's be there. But, I, but I have been won over to at least, I'm looking to forward watch to watching it. this thing now. I'm actually looking forward to watching it. And if you had asked me six months ago, you're going to be looking forward to seeing this new TMNT, whatever, I would have said, hell no. You probably but wouldn't even it's, seen it. It's got me there. Yeah. I'm there. All right, what's next? From CJ Rebirth, had a lot of fun watching the new Haunted Mansion. Rosario, Lakeith, and the kid actor were great. Yeah, they were. And I thought Jared Leto was better in this than the entirety of Morbius. <laughs> what a he high bar, CJ. <laughs> Loved also the Easter eggs and homages and how it dealt with grief. I, I will tell you what, this it is a movie that is much better than it had any business being. I still don't think the movie was great, but it's not terrible. I, I They did some things quite well. The performances were really good. I actually ended up caring about the characters. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Haunted Mansion ride fan, but Anne is. I am too. And she picked out like dozens of Easter eggs. She loved seeing all the stuff in it that, that she saw. Um, it's got a sub 50% critic rating right now. I was like, last, what was the last time we checked? 43? It was like 43, but I'll check it right I'll now. I'll tell you what, it deserves better. Yeah, it does. It deserves better than that. It's um, at 41%. Now. And so okay. it's dropped even more. Mm. You know what? Again, I, is it perfect? <laughs> no. It doesn't have a number of weaknesses. Yes. Is it cringy in some places? Absolutely. But it is a lot better than I thought it was going to well, be. Well, audience is 83. Yeah. And so you know what? I, I think audiences are going to have a good time with it. I do. Oh, Guess what's still at a 98? TMNT. With votes? a one review added. Oh, 98%. How many reviews exactly? 43. All right. 98. That's good, man. That's that's Just awesome. 100 more actually. to go. If it stays at 98, then it'll become... The greatest movie of all time. That flop. Oscar runner. Oscar <laughs> front runner. All right. Let's take two more. What's next? From Christian Rodriguez. Have you watched Hijack on Apple TV? Ooh, I think it's a good show that isn't being talked about much. Love you all. Especially John. Oh, especially John. Oh, especially John. John. Okay. It's not yeah. John yeah. this question. Yeah. So I should have deleted that one. I am very interested in this show for three reasons. Number one, Apple TV just seems to be knocking everything out of the park. Number two, Idris Elba. Idris. Idris. And number three, I found out that they kind of do it like 24, that it like the show all happens in yep. real time. It's so good. I oh, you have that. been watching it. It's so good. 
So do tell us. what It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's so great. Um, so everything is happening in real time. He looks disgruntled um, at his boss. It is really, really great. He looks disgruntled um, at his boss. I, I highly, highly recommend this. Um, there's going to be moments where you're watching where you're like, what are you guys trying to do here? But the long game of everything is so smart and clever. Um, there's twists and turns that you don't expect coming. It twist. is really, really well done. Um, a lot of the actors in this are part of the English Actors Union as well. Uh -huh. So... Good for them. They're still working. <laughs> well, they got unions. What's the basic with. idea of the show? What's the basic so conceit? There is a flight from Dubai to London that gets mm. hijacked in the flight, uh, mid-flight, by some of the people who are already on board, obviously. Um, and Idris Elba's character, this isn't giving anything away, he is a negotiator Looks for like massive <laughs> businesses. Like, his whole thing. Oh, is so he's not like a hostage negotiator. No, okay, he's okay. just like business very guy. smart, savvy business guy who starts kind of making moves. Who's with built the, like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> he's an incredible businessman who's just like, oh, I'm also like very, very strong and very gifted <laughs> and very handsome. Um, but it's really, really interesting and it deals with how um, airlines deal with threats of terrorism. It deals with how the government addresses potential terrorist threats. threats. Um, you've got individual stories with the people on board as well. It's really cool. I, now, if, I, if you told me that he is the same character that he plays on The Office. <laughs> Charles Minor? Charles Minor. He's he's, Charles Minor. Jim? By the way, you, you bring, bring this up, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. He's also, he's a big dude. Yeah. Like. He got bigger than that now. Yeah, but he's a, he's a tall, big dude. Mm -hmm. But My yeah, fan. if he played Charles Minor, that after he left Dunder Mifflin, he went on to become a business negotiator. Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be all dead. There, there he is. <laughs> I would love to see that. All he right. is aware of the effect he has on women. Yeah. yeah. Good old Last Charles question Minor. of the day. Uh, from Spoofaman. WB's marketing for Barbie has been excellent. I really hope they put in this type of marketing effort into Superman Legacy, unlike the marketing for previous DC films. I.e. Shazam 2 and Blue Beetle, which have been very weak in my opinion. I didn't think that the marketing for Shazam 2 was terrible. Blue Beetle has been very... Non-existent. Very weak. They're very, very weak. They're not doing much to talk people into going to see this. Um, but the Barbie campaign was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Look, I'm sure they're going to put every... Look, the thing about Superman Legacy is this is a movie that is so important. It's because it, if they don't come out of the gate strong... And again... They don't need Superman Legacy to make $800 million. But it's got to be great, and you got to get as many people to see as you can. You, This is the first movie of your brand-new cinematic universe. If you come out slow or if you come out tripping over your feet, whatever, everything else is going to fall like dominoes, and you're going to be dead in the water before things even get going. I don't mean to put undue pressure on Peter and James, but my God, you, you have to kill it. Yeah, this is it. And, and once done. you kill it in production... <laughs> The marketing has to equally kill it. You got to kill it with the marketing. So make sure you get the right marketing people on this. Um, and we'll see how it goes. All right. With that down, guys, that'll do it for today's installment of the John Cabe Show podcast. Thank you so much for being here, making the show part of your day. Big special thank you to all you channel members who sent in those questions because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But also by being a channel member, you support everything we do here on our show. So thank you guys so much for that support. A uh, little programming note. Uh, we're taking a half day around here, so there's not going to be an open mic later today. Open mic will return on Monday. We'll see you guys back there for that. So, until then, an early birthday wish to Ray Ora. Yeah, turtle power, baby. Turtle power. A belated birthday wish to Jonathan Voico. <laughs> oh. 
It is the birthday half year of Chris Carr. I'm in August, so get ready for me to be a nightmare. <laughs> the birthday Are you in August too? I'm August 28th, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. And uh, my name's John Campy. Until next time, my friends. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs>